1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, wherever you are located on this beautiful day here in Boston. And good morning to our guests, friends, and family members spread across the world. We are grateful that you have joined us for this live stream worship service. We know that God has been good to us and we are here to give him praise and worship for all that he does in our lives and continue to do. So we are here in this beautiful Sunday morning in, in Boston, gathered, a few of us gathered in the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church uh, in order to Uh, have this worship service, which is live-streamed to those of you who are listening and watching. The title of the message is The Testing of Your Faith. The Testing of Your Faith. Every human being puts faith in something. You go to a doctor whose name you can't pronounce He gives you a prescription you can't read. You take it to a pharmacist you have never seen. He gives you medication you don't understand. And yet you take it. That is living by faith. The fact is that we can't get through a single day without living by faith. When you turn on a light switch in your home, you put faith in the electrical wiring. When you go into your car and start the engine, you trust the motor. Sometimes your faith might be misplaced because faith is only as valuable as the object of that faith. And the same is true with religious faith. Buddhists have faith in Buddha. Muslims trust in Allah. Even people who claim no religion at all still live by faith. Biblical faith is a relationship with a personal God. You don't have to ignore logic and reason in order to believe in God. The real question then for us this morning is how can I learn to trust God more? How can I learn to have greater faith in God? You don't get it by just uh, talking about it. You don't get it by just thinking, hoping, and wishing. Faith is like a muscle. It develops by being used. The more you use a muscle, the stronger it gets. The more you use the little faith you have, the more it gets stretched, and the more it gets stretched, the more God is able to bless your life. We call the circumstances that God uses to stretch or test your faith trials. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, Peter tells the persecuted believers to whom he was writing, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Today I want to look at four of the most common tests of faith, chances are you are in one of these tests right now. Whether you are or not, I guarantee that over the course of your life, you will go through these four tests over and over again. When you go through this test, you will know this is an opportunity for me to develop my faith in God. So that I can trust him more and to be blessed more by him. So the first test is, how will I handle trouble? We could even say, how will I handle stress? Will I depend on myself or will I depend on God? Will I turn to other things or will I turn to God? In Psalm 15, verse 15, God says, Call to me in times of trouble. I will save you, and you will honor me. God says, I want you to turn to me when you are in trouble, not to other things or to other people. Do we do that? Seldom. We usually have God about number 9 or 10 on the list. We turn to everything else first to relieve the stress before We turn to God. Some of you say, when I am stressed out because of all the troubles in my life, I know what I need to do. I need to take a little pill in the medicine cabinet called Valium. But it doesn't work. You call a friend and you complain about your problems and the stress in your life. You hang up the phone and you're still under stress. If you're a female, you are likely to go shopping. <laughs> if you're a, a male, you are likely to watch a game on television or to go to the gym and get some exercise. We all have our own little stress relievers. But when they don't work, we eventually turn to God. Stress is a test of equality of our faith some of you are under enormous emotional stress but you don't turn to god you reach for that bottle or you go back to that drug habit for a quick fix but it doesn't solve the problem at all what is the antidote or what is the solution isaiah chapter 50 and verse 10 says if you are walking in darkness without a ray of light Trust in the Lord and rely on your God. This is a test. God wants to see whether you are going to turn to him or to other things when you are facing trouble and stress. Will you trust him? But the second test is, how will I handle disappointments? How will I handle disappointments? God often uses people in our life to test, strengthen, and develop our faith. Life is often very disappointing. Plans don't turn out the way you plan them. Careers don't turn out the way you plan them. Marriages don't turn out the way you plan them. The fact, that is, the fact is life is disappointing a lot of the time. But the most disappointing things in life are people. Why do we get disappointed by people in life? We get disappointed by people when we expect them to meet a need in our life that only God himself can meet. When you turn to a mother, a father, a spouse, a girlfriend, or boyfriend, or somebody else, and expect them to meet your need, you are setting yourself up for a massive disappointment. God never intended that for anybody. Nobody could possibly meet all the needs that, that you have, that all of us have. And when they let you down, you get very disappointed. But the problem is really with us. We put an expectation on people that they couldn't possibly fulfill. Some of you may have thought in the past, if only I could get married, then I would be fulfilled and satisfied. If only my wife or husband would change, then all my problems would be solved. If only my children were different, like the children next door, then I would be content. If I just had a different kind of job, with different people to work with, my life would be a whole lot better. You see, your problem is not the people in your life. Your problem is your response to the people in your life. People are not the problem, and they are not the answer to the problem either. The answer to your worries and fears is not another person. The answer to your depression and despair and disappointment is not another person. The answer to your lack of purpose, sense of failure, and deep dissatisfaction is not another person. The answer is God, God Almighty. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 22, Don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? And then Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves are green and they never stop producing fruit. You see, what happens if you do this? Look at God's promise in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 23. Anyone who trusts in me will not be disappointed. Do you know why you are disappointed? Because you're trusting in other things or people besides God. You thought, this experience will make me happy. And it didn't. So you are disappointed. Or you thought, if I could... Just achieve this level of success and achievement. Then I will be happy and satisfied. You achieved it, but it didn't make you happy and satisfied, and you are disappointed. All of us know what it is to aim high and to achieve certain goals, and when we get there, we discover that it is not as as great or as wonderful as we thought when we were striving to get there. Anytime time you're disappointed, it's a warning light that you have trusted in something else for your happiness besides God. It's a big red light that says you have your values misplaced. It's a test. So are you going to handle disappointment by complaining and crying and worrying? Or are you going to accept that God knows what is best? That God has a loving plan for your life? That God loves you and knows what you need more than you do. And he is the one in control of your life. The disappointments in your life and mine have a positive purpose. Whether we understand them or not. Because the test of faith. But a third test of faith is am I or will I keep my Commitments. Will I keep my commitments? Life is about making commitments. Our life is shaped by our commitments. Our character is developed by our commitments. Our eternal destiny is determined by our commitments, so we need to choose what we are committed to very carefully. Heaven and earth are in the balance. We become whatever we are committed to. The problem today is that most people are half committed to two dozen things or more instead of being totally committed to one or two things in life that really matter for time and for eternity. If you are going to develop any skill in life, you have to learn to make and keep commitments. Let's say you want to learn to play a musical instrument. It takes practice and more practice and more practice, which takes persistence, discipline, and commitment. The hallmark of emotional and spiritual maturity is your ability to make and to keep wise commitments. They are all hard. No commitment is really um, easy. They are hard if they are important so you can expect your commitment to be tested. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4 through 7 says, When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. So the question is, what commitments have you made to god that you have failed to follow through on some of you have made a commitment that you're going to read the bible every day that you're going to begin tithing that you're going to join the church family that you're going to share the gospel of jesus christ with your friends and neighbors so the question is then what commitments have you made to God that you have not kept. This is a test of your character and of your faith. Ecclesiastes 8 and 5 says, those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Or the living Bible paraphrase says, the wise man will find a time and a way to do what he says. The wise person figures out a way to keep his or her commitments. The weak person cops out. The weak person gives excuses. Keeping your commitments is a test of your faith in God. The fourth test of faith is what will be first in my life? What will be first in my life? This is the most important test of all. You will have This one many, many times. One of the greatest promises of the Bible deals with this test. In Matthew chapter 6, 33 and 34, Jesus said, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough. For today, we have legitimate needs in our life. We have financial needs, we have emotional needs, we have relational needs, we have physical needs, and we have spiritual needs. They are legitimate and they are real. God's promise is to meet every one of those needs if we put him first in every area of our life. I like the King James um, uh, rendition of um, Matthew six thirty three: "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things will be added unto you." Oh, I hear Christians say, "God is ahead of my life," or "God is number one in my life," and that is easy to say. But how do you know if God is really first priority in your life? Look at the way. You spend your time. Look at the way you spend your money. And look at what you think about most often. And that will tell you whether God is first in your life. So which of these four tests of faith? The stress test, the disappointment test, the commitment test, and the priorities test you are going through right now. Where God is testing your faith as to how much you are going to trust him and for him to bless you. God has eternal rewards in store for us if we pass these tests. James chapter 1 and verse 12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. The crown of life is symbolic of all that God wants to do in our life. All of the blessings he wants to to give us. All of the rewards he wants to give us when we get to heaven. God is a faithful God and he will never disappoint us, his children. He promised to hear us when we pray. He promised to give us when we ask, to open doors when we knock, and to supply when we have a need. However difficult or dismal our circumstances may be, God will not let us down if we are his children committed to the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. So when we come to the end of our rope, when we reach our wit's end, when we can't go one step further... And when we stagger beneath the heavy load, we can trust God to be there to help us. Although our problems pile high, although our circumstances look bad, although our questions go unanswered, although our burden gets heavy, and although our health is failing, we can trust God for he will never fail us. He will never give up on us. So when we don't understand what's going on, when we can't clearly see the way, when we find ourselves in a predicament, when we have to face life alone due to the death of a loved one, when we don't know just what to do, and we are in the midst of sorrow, and when we must make important decisions, we can trust God. He will be there to help us. Whatever strength or wisdom or guidance or help or support we may need in order to handle our situation, we can trust God for that. He will be there by us, and he will stay there, and he will not leave us nor forsake us. Every day has its obstacles, every hour has its burden, every moment has its pain, but through it all, God can still be trusted. Therefore, though the road may be rough, though the climb may be steep, though the case may be difficult, though the situation may be bad, and although the cross may be heavy, we can keep on trusting God, for he knows just how much we can bear. Oh, remember his grace is always sufficient. His hand is always sure. His power is omnipotent. His word is reliable, his methods are just, and his way is safe. He will not fail us. He will not disappoint us. He will not forsake us. So keep trusting your God, and you will see how wonderful he is, that there is nothing in all of this earth that can replace our faith in Almighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617